Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Left-hand drive to Gordon. Cross-court pass Mack. Wide open. Right corner three for the tie. You bet! Tied at 73. They've climbed all the way back from 18 down. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 21st of October. Where does the Jazz roster stand, and are you ready for a three-day minicamp? That's what's coming up on the Jazz End. Plus, we sit down with the Blazers TV crew for an in-arena interview. It's all next on Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show brought to you by the Utah Snowmobile Show, as well as My Simply Smarter. A great opportunity for your children uh, there. And the Utah Snowmobile Show starts on today at 3 o'clock out at the Salt Lake County Events Center, uh, otherwise known as the Equestrian Park. Hope you're great. Uh, I got to tell you, I think I'm brain dead, uh, and I'm not telling you to go listen to some other podcast, but I am. Uh, Nate Duncan of Dunked on Basketball did his jazz preview with me last night. It's it's up and available to It's like forever. Uh, we talked forever. So today's show is Nate Duncan's fault. So you guys can all tweet at Nate and tell him that it's his fault that he ruined Locked on Jazz today because I'm still brain dead uh, despite two espressos this morning uh, to – uh, to talk jazz basketball. No, I mean, it was it was interesting. We'll get into it. I'll share a little bit of kind of my summation of where I ended up by the time the preview is done. But we debated about Rodney Hood. We argued about what position Joe Johnson plays. It's it's probably a worthwhile conversation if you're a diehard jazz fan. It seems awfully long. Uh, but you're welcome to grab it. So it's Nate's fault today is is what I would tell you. Uh, all right, let's get it rolling. By the way, the Lockdown Podcast Network previews are all up on Lockdown NBA. The, the entire, uh, every team other than the Washington Wizards and the Denver Nuggets are previewed. Uh, Alan Horton is a fiery mess today on Locked on Wolves after the WNBA final controversy last night. That was an incredible game, uh, if any of you happen to watch it. And then they awarded a basket with a minute and 20 seconds left. They shouldn't have. And they called the foul on the wrong players. So the person in the opinion, the game winner, shouldn't have even been on the floor. So uh, definitely a lot of... Um, a lot of arguments going on there. Uh, Locked on Thunder and Locked on Warriors got together for a nice little podcast if you want to grab that. Uh, and then Nate Duncan was also on with Locked on Warriors on the Pacific Division. There is some requests that have been made of, hey, I can't listen to 30 podcasts. Can you create a best of every day? Um, it's a great idea. I have not figured out the manpower and staff of how to do it. Uh, so we'll discuss it and try to figure out what we can do and, and how it might be possible and Big stories of the day on Lockdown and have a Lockdown NBA for you that, that works that way. Might be. It will be interesting. We'll see if we can 
if we can put something together for you. All right, let's get to pins across the world. We have we done a recent one recently? I've done old ones. Let's go do a recent pins across the world, and let's go to Seth Gutzwiller. G-U-T-Z-W-I-L-L-E-R. Gutzwiller. Uh, I love the Locked On Jazz podcast. I drive a lot for my job, and I get sick of hearing about college football during NBA finals on talk radio. I've lived in Utah my whole life, aside from my mission in Nicaragua. My father took me to my first jazz game just before my fourth birthday. It happened to be when John Stockton broke the all-time assist record. I remember how loud and crazy everyone was cheering. I didn't understand very much, but I remember being surprised at how crazy everyone was acting and thought that... Every jazz game must be like that. I grew up playing junior jazz, and every year uh, would take us to a jazz game. We just happened to be the one where Carl Malone cracked the top two in all-time scoring. Wow. Like, can you just come to every game, Seth? The most memorable Christmas I ever had was when I opened up a small box from a distant family member to find some jazz bookmarks, only to be double surprised when I realized the lower bowl tickets to see Michael Jordan's return to the Delta Center with the Wizards. Wow. Wow, that's a pretty good run, Seth. Through junior jazz, I also got to meet Howard Eisling, Greg Ostertag. I haven't even been, uh, it, ha- it hasn't even been hard to be loyal to them through the rebuild years because they're still exciting to watch and every win is just that much weirder. Thanks for your dedication to the Daily Podcast. Uh, P.S. I listen to a lot of NBA podcasts and I've never understood exactly how bird rights work. Uh, I understand, uh, let's see. I think basically you have it, Seth, without boring it. it. The bird rights means if you have the player, he's your free agent. You can exceed the salary cap to re-sign your own player if he's been with you for at least three years. And if he's been with you for two years, and I think it's mini bird rights uh, is what it's called. That was great, Seth. I appreciate it very much. Uh, by the way, opening night is a week from today, and it's a blue out. So make sure you go to fan stores or wherever you're going to go to go get your blue shirts for the blue out, be a part of it. Tickets are still available for opening night against the Lakers. And there's actually a, a really awesome ticket package uh, if you, uh, in which you can buy uh, the Lakers game, Memphis coming up, and the Warrior game for under $100. Uh, so call 355-DUNK or 325-2999 uh, and get that uh, for you. I also want to give a tip of the hat to one of the the great guys that I've been fortunate enough to become friends with in Thurl Bailey. Uh, His anti-bullying message that's up on utahjazz.com is terrific. He went out to the schools, a part of the NBA's anti-bullying day yesterday, and and really did um, a wonderful job. Actually, while I'm giving shout-outs, if you don't mind, I had another one I wanted to throw out there. Just quickly, every single one of our pins across the world has – the these you know these incredible stories that almost always relate to junior jazz and Nate Martinez runs our junior jazz program and it is the best in the NBA it's awarded so every single year he really does incredible work and so I just want there's so many people in our organization I almost should start my in arena interview feature at the end of the show should become a feature on guys you don't know about who do things to make your life better like whether it's Chad, the security guy, or Lance, the director of security, or whether it's Nate, the junior jazz guy, or Richard, the sales guy, or I don't know. Like, there's there's so many things that go on. Um, Richard, my usher, like, all these various things that go on that uh, I, I sometimes feel like we should be 
uh, plugging as well. All right. Nonetheless, let's get to the uh, tip-off Locked on Jazz story of the day. Uh, so just big picture, Rock, uh, the roster's got to be set by tomorrow. Uh, I, some people are worried about how will Neto, I'd be, unless we make a trade, I would be very surprised uh, if Neto is in any trouble at all for a few reasons. One, George Hill's a free agent at the end of the year, and so is Shelvin Mack. So the Jazz, I don't think, can afford to let uh, Neto, with, who has two or three more years left on his deal, uh, just roll like that. I think that's um, unlikely to be a move that the Jazz would make. So I, w- I would I would strongly not worry about that. Uh, I think the last roster spot comes down to with Henry Sims being uh, waived yesterday to Jeff Withy or Chris Johnson. Uh, whether or not the Jazz injury situation is such they think they need to uh, keep Chris Johnson uh, or whether Jeff Withy gets that spot. Uh, Withy has played well and you think that you know, the likelihood is one of your bigs will go down for a while and you probably need him. So I think that seems – but you know what? Every time Chris Johnson steps foot on the floor, you know why coaches want him and keep him. Uh, unfortunately, his shooting has been so inconsistent throughout his career that it's very hard to believe that he's going to suddenly become a Bruce Bowen 3 and D guy that they've envisioned. Uh, but maybe they think something's changed there. But he sure plays hard. He does the right things. Uh, he's just – He's just a great guy and such a pro, and uh, he, he led me in a little bit about his life story out of Florida, bouncing around as a kid without a lot of home uh, settings and, and just kind of surviving day to day and then gets himself to Dayton, Ohio as a, uh, and as a scholarship athlete, and it's just a cool, cool, cool story. So um, I, I, I tell you, I root for him an awful lot every day. Uh, Jeff does some things skill-wise that I think are, are hard to let go. The other wild card here is what happens if somebody releases somebody that you're really interested in having? So, you know, an example is that Boston's 15th guy right now is going to be cut is either James Young or Ricky or R.J. Hunter. Those are two former first-round draft picks. One of them is about to get cut. Uh, and so, you know, what does – right, like – what happens there? Do you suddenly decide that, well, actually, we'd like to have R.J. Hunter on our roster. We think he's skilled. The Jazz loved him out of the draft in his passing and, and some of the things he's able to do. So that's, I think, when you look at the roster, there's two parts of it. There's, I, I don't think Neto's a part of the conversation. I could turn out to be wrong. I'd be very surprised. I guess the flip side of this that is possible is whether or not you trade Shelvin Mack, who has huge trade demand. Uh, people who want Shelvin Mack, and you go with Neto as your third point guard, and you open up a roster spot and keep everybody that way, or you bring something back. But again, I think Max played um, fairly well, and and I think you know could take some. As I talked about on the Dunked On Basketball podcast, I, I think could take some of um, some of those Dante minutes as a backup point guard if you're just trying to win every night and you just you know, want Dante to slow Dante's development. There's nights where I think Mac might be able to help the team as much as Dante in those circumstances. Uh, both of them can be very valuable, but I think that there's some nights where Mac uh, could do some things if, if you're playing against a team like Portland, frankly, where they're switching everything and forcing you into one-on-one action. That's not Dante's strength, and so Shelvin probably can go beat somebody on a mismatch maybe a little bit better than Dante, and on that given night, you might decide to go with Shelvin. These are the, the, the incredible decisions that Quinn Snyder uh, is going to have to have. All right, so uh, the Utah Snowmobile Show is in town. It starts today. 
uh, out at the Salt Lake County Event Center at 3 o'clock, goes till 9, and then Saturday it goes 10 to 6. So if you're an outdoor power enthusiast, this is a great way to kick off your winter and, and to get you rolling. Uh, they do a super job. Uh, whether it's the tricked-out models and crazy cool sleds that you get to see, uh, whether it's the new sleds from Arctic Cat, Polaris, Ski-Doo, you can see them, touch them, sit on them. Also, if you're, you know, if you're out there looking for new stuff to buy, they've got the aftermarket products on coats and pants and gloves and helmets uh, and obviously the new snowmobiles. Do it. Go for the big go for the big dog. Come on with a brand-new snowmobile. Also, good seminars on riding tips. You always want to be careful out there. Uh, you know, you're out there having a fun, having a blast, but we hear the tragic story each and every year so get a little bit smarter it's sponsored by fxr uh, western power sports ultimate max flying racing fly racing and snow west magazine go to snowwest.com for more details it's friday three to nine at the salt lake county event center which is 2100 west 114 south and also on saturday from 10 until 6 uh available for you so make sure that you uh, oh, get out there to the Utah Snowmobile Show. Don't miss out this great fun. Take the kids, have a blast with it, uh, and enjoy yourself. All right, so let me just review some of the things I talked about on the Dunked On Basketball Podcast. Uh, Nate does a great job, so if you want to hear the whole jazz preview, uh, I would do it. Nate's somewhat you know, deserving of some of the inspiration to what we've done uh, with the Locked On Podcast uh, just his ability to go every day and, and grab the audience and the way we've done it with Locked on Jazz kind of let me know. And he's done season outlooks with everyone, which are, are just terrific. Uh, so uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes of me babbling about the Jazz with Nate. We had some interesting arguments. One of uh, Let me share two or three that I thought were most interesting. Uh, one was Joe Johnson, and I was commenting that I really think uh, that Joe Johnson is uh, the – is a – I thought when he came, he'd be a four. Nate doesn't see him as a four, and he sees him as a three. Uh, With Trey Lyles developing, then there aren't a lot of four minutes for him. So hopefully Nate is right. But I think this is the interesting little element on Joe Johnson right now is where is he getting his minutes? How is he playing? Where is he fitting in? Um, Obviously, he's going to start the year playing for Gordon. And and then the question is going to be, when Gordon comes back, does he continue to play a backup wing? Does he slide to the four? Um, can we go small with him? I, he was at his best uh, in Miami, I thought, when he played the four. Chris Bosh was out, uh, They then and Justice Winslow was there. And so I guess it depends your viewpoint of whether he was the three with Winslow and Winslow was the three and he was the four, or Lou Deng was the four and he was the three. Uh, but those lineups that they kind of played out there were small, spaced floors, and he did um, – uh, a lot there, but it's interesting that Nate really felt that he is a three, not a four in our discussions. Uh, one of our other heated discussions was about Rodney Hood uh, and what it's going to take for Rodney Hood to take kind of the next jump. I think it's, and Rodney has said to me as well, that he, he thinks it's him getting to the free throw line. Uh, Nate doesn't see how in his game he's able to get to the free throw line more. So that was a pretty uh, heated and extensive uh, debate that's inside that show. Uh, I made the comment I just made a moment ago. I think there's certain nights where Shelvin Mack could be better than Dante Exum at the point guard uh, as the backup point guard. And uh, then 
uh, and Nate strongly disagreed with that uh, for so many big picture ways. But I, I, I'm not sure that I, I think that there's certain nights, you know, opening night, uh, frankly, against Portland, the way that Portland defends, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Well, first of all, if Alex not going, then Dante's probably going to play the two. So if we were fully healthy in that game, I wouldn't be at all surprised or think it's a bad decision uh, at all to suddenly flip around and make that move where you have uh, Dante as the uh, you have Dante as the, you know come not not as the backup point guard. You have Shelvin as the backup point guard because he's a better one-on-one player. The way Portland defends, Portland goes and switches everything and makes you play one v one, and that's not something that Dante uh, does particularly well uh, right now. The other one of the other big debates we had in that one was Trey Lyles and how many minutes a night Trey Lyles gets. He thinks his minutes go down from last year, uh, where I think his minutes will go up. I think he's just too good to keep off the floor. Uh, Nate really is down on his defense and his rebounding uh, along the way. So we had some pretty heated uh, debates in that show yesterday. Trey played 17 minutes a night. He thinks he's only getting 15 minutes a night uh, now, which, wow, uh, I would be surprised if he goes down. And I'm sure Trey would be pissed. Uh, I'm telling you what, Trey Lyles doesn't think he's a 15-minute-a-night player. Uh, but this were, these were some of the debates we had last night uh, that were interesting. With Nate Duncan uh, on the show, there were a lot of really good ones, so if you want more on it, maybe we'll take some snippets and let you hear them as the week goes on next week, as the season starts. Uh, lots lots to discuss uh, right there. A few notes around the rest of the NBA. Uh, the new collective bargaining agreement is supposedly uh, on its way to being done and completed, and everyone's excited about it. There were, seems to be three news notes that are out about it right now. Uh, one is that the max contract... You can't sign a max, five-year max, if you're 30, over 36 years old. That's going to move to 38. Uh, frankly, my only thought on that is it means that you trade your superstar at 34 years old, 35. Uh, you should never be signing your superstar to a max contract at 36 years old, and this, I think, will pr- force uh, play people to trade their superstar. I'm totally serious. Uh, number two, this is really interesting. Two-way contracts between the NBA and the NBA in the D-League will offer a chance to add 16th and 17th players to your roster and then pay players differently based on their assignment in either of the league's minor league or as part of the parent team. So now when you're building your roster, you're building your 16th and 17th roster spots as guys in which uh, are going to be between the D-League and the NBA and paid differently. Jazz actually made a trade recently which they acquired Aaron Kraft Uh, who's going to play this year in Europe, but next year I would suspect will be on the Salt Lake Stars and will be a point guard that they feel comfortable that if somebody got hurt, he could come up and give them eight or nine minutes uh, a night in the NBA while also leading their D-League team perfectly. That trade was made with this provision in mind. That's some pretty good forward thinking uh, by the Jazz. The other note on that is that the rookie deal uh, will go up about 50%, as will the exceptions. Uh, I mentioned the Celtics 15th roster spot and the interesting story in Minnesota is whether or not they trade Ricky Rubio and put Chris Dunn in the starting group. Here's what I think is going on there that nobody's really talking about. And that is, um, is the first thing is that Rubio, if they start winning early, they don't trade Rubio. If they don't start hot, then they trade Rubio and they let Dunn develop. But I think what they're trying to see is how good they might be right out of the shoot. If they start the year 7-3 and three and they're suddenly very, very good, uh, then I think it's, it's a very – um, 
you know, then I don't think they trade Rubio. If they start the year three and seven, then I think they move Rubio and they go add uh, Chris Dunn into and let him develop faster. But there's a chance that Minnesota is really, really good in a playoff team, and so they then uh, decide to not uh, make that trade yet. All right, we're going to have our broad, uh, our in arena interview with the Blazers broadcast uh, group. They are Kevin Calabro and Lamar Hurd. They're interest. They're new this year, so that makes them a little interesting. But Kevin, I think you probably know that name. A very good friend of mine, as well as uh, the national radio voice for the NBA. So this guy certainly uh, knows the NBA as well as anyone you can find. Uh, parents, if you are looking for a little something extra for your kid, then let me suggest you check out My Simply Smarter. My Simply Smarter, it comes from the National Association for Child Development. It's an international company based in Utah. They've been studying the brain for 37 years. And what they do is they deliver personalized exercises that help you build a strong foundation for learning. So it's an online program. So, like, how does it work? So here's what they here's the end result. The end result is that your kid uh, has a better ability to focus, process, retain, and analyze information. So how do they do it? They do it with an online program, 10 to 20 minutes a week, excuse me, 10 to 20 minutes a day, three times a week. All right. Okay. So there's the mechanism. So what, who are we talking about? We're talking about kids with learning challenges. We're talking about typical kids who you want to have reach their ultimate potentials. And most interestingly, we're talking about student athletes. Uh, Those are really the answers that what we're talking about here are these three types of kids. And so what the program does is guides the kids through a bunch of activities to focus, uh, focus their activities that address their auditory processing, their visual processing, their visual spatial abilities. And then by the end, they have better executive functioning and it really increases their brain skills. No way, no differently than a bicep curl increases the muscle of your bicep. Really. You're basically building, uh, you're doing an incredible job of brain building. That's the cool concept here of My Simply Smarter. With the promo code LOCKED, you can get My Simply Smarter for as low as $13 per month. That's the first thing you get for being a Locked on Jazz uh, listener. The second thing you get is Laird, who is there, is going to help you specifically just yourself. So email Laird at L-A-I-R-D at N-A-C-D dot org. Laird, L-A-I-R-D at N-A-C-D dot org. And he'll walk you through the process. If you don't think I described it well enough, you're not quite sure. Well, I'm interested, but I'm not quite sure. Then take a minute for your child and find out what it is. Dads, if your kid's struggling, it's cool. Or if you want your kid to take the next step, it's cool to do, you do this. My Simply Smarter, it's easy, it's affordable. It's a way for them to improve. And then the cool thing is you get feedback from the programming of when they've gotten a high score, when they've done well, and you can be engaged uh, with them in that regard as well. So check it out at My Simply smarter.com and then if you're interested email laird l-a-i-r-d at nacd.org and he'll be able to really show you all the extra stuff it's 20 percent off for life with a promo code lock so it's a great deal for the locked on jazz listener it's my simply smarter.com all right let's go to our in arena interview with kevin Calabro, lamar hurd and the blazers broadcast this is locked on jazz part of the locked on podcast network time for our in arena interview kevin Calabro, lamar hurd of the tv of the Portland Trailblazers. Kevin does the play-by-play. Lamar is the analyst on the Blazers TV group, and they join us now. Talk a little Blazers, talk a little NBA in our in-arena interview for Lockdown Jazz, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, first off, 
you guys are coming off such an incredible season. And the one thing I want to, I sat down with Terry earlier this year for an interview. You can never recreate a season. Everybody had an offseason. Everybody had people talking. It's very hard. I was part of, you were too, Kevin, in Seattle. The Sonics won a division. Everybody got paid very soon. It didn't work the next year. Why will this work? Why, why is Portland going to be able to avoid that? That's a great question. I think the kids were so young last year. They all came together, finally had the first season together, the first camp together and so forth. Went through a lot of adversity in the first half of the season. Now, mind you, we weren't there. Mar and I weren't there, but we're watching from afar, watching as everybody else was that follows NBA basketball to see what was going on. And I just think they they determined among themselves, the two of us talking to guys on this squad, they determined among themselves in the locker room after a particularly bad loss on the road to a Philadelphia team, and they lost by 35 points. They decided they, they resolved they were going to be a better defensive team. Uh, Damian Lillard talks a lot about that, too, doesn't he? I mean, well, yeah, you just get better defensively. You're exactly right, Kevin. After that loss, Terry Stotts challenged the team and said, if we could become a top 15 defensive team in the league, I guarantee we'll make the playoffs. And C.J. McCollum talked about how the team kind of all looked at one another and said, well, why not? We have nothing to lose. I think the reason there's a lot of optimism about trying to recreate last year and hopefully exceed last year is because of the leadership of a guy like Damian Lillard, arguably the most unassuming superstar in the league. He really sets the tone on a daily basis. I mean, I know fans see him um, at games, but we get a chance to see him at practices, behind the scenes, sponsorship events. He's the same guy 24 hours a day. And then the emergence of a guy like CJ McCollum, um, you know, I don't know if it's even Batman and Robin. It might be Batman, Batman. 1 and Batman 1A, you know. So they got a good thing there. And just the versatility, uh, the, the depth in the bench, talking to guys around the organization that have been here for a lot of years, they say that this is probably the deepest roster the team has had. So all of that is what's creating the optimism. You know, the Dame thing's not a new story here. We ever stayed. It was the same yeah. story oh, about yeah. him. And you get his character back from his recruitment that Randy Ray was the first guy that recruited him at Weaver State, and when he got hot, he stayed loyal to the first guy that liked him. He probably could have come out after his junior year. He'd actually probably be playing here in Utah if you go look back at that draft. He'd been injured. He goes back for his senior year, and he's been loyal. He's been one of the athletes who always comes back to Weaver. He spends time there. Jerry Bovey, the athletic director, can't say enough about him. But that's universal. That leadership thing about Dame, Will Barton in Denver talks about it. That is the signature to who this guy is, and it does seem to be what differentiates him. Well, we've had the great opportunity of being in practices in the preseason camp, and he doesn't take any sets off. You don't see him sitting out any drills. He is, I mean, it's the old adage, David, you've heard it before. He comes early, he stays late. The first guy out on the floor is usually the last guy out. Takes guys under his wing like Evan Turner. Evan Turner will shoot threes with CJ and with Damian. You can imagine how intimidating. He's just take, not much. He's, what Those are you talking about? Great. What are you talking about? Shooters. They're just taking their money. Hey, look at that shirt, by the well, way. Well, maybe that maybe that is it's just a case of taking money. Sure, yeah. But uh, you know, things like that do make a huge difference. All right, let's look at the rest of the West. You were there for the NBA Finals last year. I, I do think one of the big narratives that hasn't been talked about a great deal with Golden State is the Durant signing just flipped their story. It may not matter. But right now, if they didn't have signed Durant, the story would be about Draymond costing them the NBA Finals, them coming back to get Draymond. They have just flipped that narrative in a way that no one's discussing a collapse. And frankly, Draymond, in my opinion, that series was done. Cleveland was on a plane to Oakland because they were obligated to, not to win a series, and Draymond gave them hope. And now we have Golden State sitting here as this, I mean, it's unthinkable what they might be. Well, that's what happens <laughs> when you have a team that sets the regular season record, 73-9, and, and 
now you add one of the best players in the world to that roster, a lot of the conversation is going to be about what's, what's maybe to come of them. Um, you know, guys around the league know what they have. They know they're talented. Uh, but it'll be a big game. Golden State's going to have to take everybody's best shot uh, night in, night out. And, you know, these Blazers, game in particular, he had 51 against Golden State last year. He likes playing against the Warriors, as will a lot of other the competitors and contenders within the league. Yeah, it's just silly, though. Come on, let's it be honest. Do you call the Western <laughs> Conference Finals last year, or did you call the East? I call the West. But here's the thing. You know, they go 24-0. Remember, Luke Walton's coaching. Steve Kerr has a full full camp now. He's got their undivided attention. Uh, I don't think that, that whole Draymond story is lost at all on the team. They realize what they lost in Game 5. And he, of course, went public and apologized to everybody. And then for them to lose steam as they did, though, in Game 6 and 7, that was remarkable. I think... The bigger story with with KD going over to the Bay Area is what now becomes of Oklahoma City and this division. To me, that that's the story. What, what do you think? With the addition of Oladipo, losing Ibaka as they have. They, you know, they've got two positions now they have to solidify. And I'm not sure that they have done that. Oladipo is not much of a shooter, but he's a slasher. He's an aggressive guy, good defender. But you still have... Robertson starting at one of those wings, I suppose, or maybe you have Sabonis or a, a rookie starting at one of those wings. It, it, it's all speculation you know? until we see what happens. I mean, I think everybody's expecting Westbrook to go insane. Uh, he will you know, be yeah, a triple double machine. Yeah, he, he will do that, but you know, do they play through cancer a little bit more throughout uh, on the block? Cancer can't pass. Well, I know. Cancer had about Cancer's rookie year. The three of us were four assists short of him. Well, and he can't defend, by the way. <laughs> so what do we? I mean, all right. So let's go into this group. There, all right. Everybody right now has this, the Warriors in their stratosphere, and I, I, I swear, I think they're going to win eighty. But uh, no, I, I just don't think they can lose. I really, I really, I don't. Twenty-four zero without Steve. I just will remind folks <laughs> right. of that. Like There's I don't know how the coaching and Rod Adams is a great coach, yeah. good assistant coach. But you, you take, I mean, right your leader off <laughs> from the group. They're going to have to beat themselves a lot of nights. They'll have to beat themselves. And they can't. I, like, I love this idea that they're not going to shoot for the record. They're not going to have a choice. Yeah. They're going to start this the year 26-2, and two, and they're just going to have to. All right, so let's go. There's the Clippers and the Spurs. Do either of you think that they're on the precipice of falling apart or fading into the rest of the group? No, I don't really know. You know, you see these reports that have been coming out recently about maybe some tension with LaMarcus and, and some of the people down there. Um, you know, he and Kawhi are supposed to be their cornerstone this year. So if, if there's any truth to any of those rumors, then you got to worry about those guys. The Clippers. Let's just say the people in Portland would not be stunned if there is. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Clippers, I mean, they have all the talent in the world, but they're just an enigma. I mean, for some reason, whether it's injuries or, I don't know, one guy has a bad series here or there, they just can't get over the hump. But talent, they have the talent to get it done. I think it all depends on Blake Griffin. Look, he missed 39 games last year. He had the off-the-court incident, obviously, the injuries. They still win 53 games, guys. They won 53 games. I know. And to take nothing away from the Blazers, but they obviously incurred injuries at the worst possible time in that series against the Blazers. All right. Now, but, 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 but as Dame will tell you, Damian Lillard will tell you, they won game three with a full healthy roster. And yeah. when the guys got hurt in game four, Blazers were still up and winning. So he, he would tell you that no, if he heard and, that. Right and, he, and he's absolutely right. Factually correct. But I'm just saying... A healthy compliment. Oh, no, no, you're right. 53 right. wins and last going year. back home. Yeah. Griffin out 39. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. They, they've strengthened their bench to a degree, I guess. All right. So there are five playoff spots then available after that. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, 
All right, Mars Lady's got a good radio. Five playoff spots left. Who's Minnesota and Utah were out last year? Think they might be able to get in Sacramento with Boogie? I don't know. Denver with their young. Who? Who's I mean, look, in? Who's out? You just said it. You, you just said with their young, and you're absolutely right. Minnesota's still young. Denver is still young. I like what they've done. There's no question. I mean, you got to be mesmerized by that talent. But look what Utah has done with the addition of Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw. Late game situations, late in the season, they'll roll out the cannons. I'd love to have these guys. Gordy Hayward, obviously in a career year, and adding George Hill at point guard gives you some great stability here you haven't had in how many years since Darren Williams left in the trade. So I, I don't say this because we're doing your show. I say it because you look at the roster, uh, the coaching, the addition of the veteran depth coming off the bench. I like the Utah Jazz to make the playoffs. And I wouldn't rule out Houston either because they're going to put 110 on the board every night. Uh, and look, putting Harden at point guard, David, I thought he was the point guard. Right, it's not a big deal. <laughs> well, we'll figure out. Someone's got to drop out. It's going to be interesting to see what it is. It'll probably be injuries. Dallas and Memphis yeah. have great starting fives. They're very thin, though. We'll see. Port- and they're old. Dallas is old, just like San Antonio at key positions. I don't think San Antonio's right, but when I say I don't think they're right, that probably means they went 51 games instead of 58. I, uh, Ginobili, we're still waiting for the wheels to fall off, and we have been for the last six years. So, I, so in other words, don't count on it. They year. do at some point. No one's ever had they him do. stay on. Tony Parker will wear down at some point during the year. We know that. He's Kevin Calabro. Lamar Heard was the other voice you heard. This has been our in-arena interview here on the Locked On Jazz podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.